0: Hey guys, I'm Pauline Ponders. There's something about coffee shops that always gives me a sense of comfort and stillness. Even with the customers rushing in and out, it has always been a true sanctuary for me where I can let my many thoughts flow. It is also a place where I've connected with the most amazing people and many of those people I've met are a big reason of why I'm here with you today. Sometimes when life gets too busy, too hectic, and overwhelming, it prevents us from remembering to take a deep breath, to be still, and to be present. Here on Positive Pause and Ponder, we are doing just that join me and my guest as we talk about everything and anything and they aim to give you some encouragement and some thoughts for you to ponder on so if you're ready sit down relax and let's just ponder Hey Ponders, welcome back to another episode of Pause Sip, and Ponder. And if you're new here, welcome. This is a podcast where we talk about everything and anything to give you some encouragement, some inspiration for your day. And I hope you all are doing well in this quarantine, have made use of your time. Um, This conversation I'm going to have right now, um, I'm really stoked for it. And I hope you guys are ready. So there may be some things about yourself that you don't like or some things you might be ashamed of, Um, you have a few insecurities or flaws or imperfections, or maybe you have a past that you are ashamed of and you're worried about what people would think. On this episode, my special guest is Hannah Sagaral, also known as Ate Hannah. Ate means older sister in Tagalog or Filipino, if you don't know that. She's not my actual sister, but uh, I'll be calling her that throughout the whole thing. So she is one of our CYN youth leaders for our church, Jesus is Lord, uh, which I've been attending for, I think, almost eight years now. And uh, she's from Winnipeg, Canada. And I think this is my first guest from Canada. So that's super exciting and she's a great inspiration to me so uh, I'm super excited and I think to many other girls out there and other CYN members I think she's a great inspiration. Uh, We're gonna have a conversation about our own imperfections uh, where it's taken us and finding God's grace through our imperfections and we've titled this episode perfectly imperfect so if you're ready sit down relax and let's just ponder.
1: Um, wow. Honestly, Pauline, like, I'm so happy to be here. Um, when you asked me, I was so excited and I just knew that it was something that God wanted us to do. Um, and when you were even laying out like, like, what should we talk about? Um, this really captured my heart because perfectly imperfect and finding God's grace through imperfections, you know, not a lot of people talk about imperfections and even in the school system like i think unconsciously teachers and i can say i guess like for myself since i'm in the education system right i i love i love so i guess before anything else let me just get into who am yes. i who is that <laughs> yes, yes, yes. um my name is hannah girl guys for all of um people listening to Pauline's podcast. And I am 24 years old, currently residing in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. We immigrated to Canada when I was 11. And yeah, um, so many things has happened. And God, I believe, really brought my family here uh, for a purpose. Literally, we started with like $150 in our pocket. Coming here, and we sold everything we had in the Philippines. My dad was actually um, persecuted by the government. He worked for the government, and it was just crazy. And when I asked my parents, like, why did we initially go here? They said it was just because it got so out of hand in the Philippines that we wanted a safe place and we wanted you to have more opportunities. And, you know, we've been here for almost 13 years now, and God has just been so faithful. And so, yeah, I'm currently the CYN head um, of Jesus Lord Church, Manitoba. And, uh, I'm, Like I said earlier, I'm in the Faculty of Education uh, at the University of Winnipeg, and if there's one thing that um, really keeps me going in life, that is God's grace. Um, and it's crazy because there's a there's a question here where it's like, uh, after were you born in the church? Or and yes, I actually am. I was born in a Christian family, but God didn't really intervene in my life till I was about 18. Um, Like many other kids and for me speaking as a church kid, you know, you grow up in church, but even if you are a church kid and you know how it goes and you're familiar with how the church goes, um, God is just so true in his word that you need to accept Jesus Christ, not because Your family goes to church but because you made the decision to follow Jesus Christ and that's sort of what happened to Atehana.
0: Thank you for introducing yourself and uh, one I want to say yes for being in education because that's my major as well oh well right now working towards yeah and I think just working with children is another motivation in life like they just remind you of how blessed we are just to be alive to be able to contribute to that I think is Is wonderful. But um, yeah, I grew up in the church as well. I've attended uh, other churches as well. And I think J.I.L. was um, my fourth church that that I attended. So our family was always hopping and hopping to churches because we wanted to find the church that really solely depended on the Bible and really wanted to get in depth with who God was and the love for Jesus. And that's where I found uh, Jesus as Lord. And I found where my faith was stronger at the age of 14. But I wouldn't say that it has been, you know, a linear effect Since then, I think we go through a lot of a lot of seasons of downfalls and peaks and just a lot. So um, but I think although we go through those kind of trials, we are actually still going going linear because in every And every time that we're coming closer to God or in need of God in whatever circumstance, it's always facing upwards, you know? You know, this just goes to show you that whether you grow up in the church or not, no matter how long you've been a Christian, you will still experience the same thing that everybody does. The reason why I really wanted to talk about this uh, topic is to kind of spread awareness in in this time of, you know, quarantine where you might feel alone and uh, maybe you've distanced yourself from God before this and maybe this is God's way of showing, you know, that he's still there, and he hasn't left, and these I think are the most precious times so today we're going to do some digging in an area that I think <laughs> that I think is a touchy spot for all of us, um no matter how tough we will portray ourselves um in life towards other people uh this is actually like a touchy spot for me um but for you growing up did you have any insecurities anything that kind of weighed you down that you were ashamed of
1: I definitely did but I think like growing up it just never registered to me as an insecurity like it was almost like a norm um maybe because of culture like i remember i wanted to get skinnier or i wanted to be lighter um just because that's what was accepted um and there were moments where i compared myself to other people um i think there was this moment i was actually with my best friend um here and my mom and I had already talked about it, but it was around grade ten, I think, where I was constantly compared to my best friend. She would get the high grades. She's really focused in school, and I started studying as hard as I can. But my other passion also was performing arts. So it was never just um, just academics and. For me, I'm just like, oh, like, I don't understand. Like, I'm doing everything she's doing. I study with her until one day I think I got a really bad mark and it just broke me down. Like, I was crying in the stall and I called her. I was in the washroom crying Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a bad mark, but it wasn't the best, I guess. Not the best that I could, but in comparison to others. That's why I thought it wasn't the best. That's why I discredited and disqualified myself because it didn't look like what the others had, or in this case, it didn't look like what my best friend had. And so like, I just remember her telling me, she was like, Hannah, you have to remember like you are different and I'm different. Like there's things that I do that you can't do. And there's things that you do that I can't do. And I remember I had this conversation with my mom and I said, you know, mom, like I'm trying my best. Like I am going to study hard but I love dancing and it's something that I like to do. And that is like, it's we we've got to be open um, to the people around us to help us overcome the, the insecurities. And the, the thing that plays a huge role is knowing who you are in Jesus Christ. Mm. Like I could list a lot of things that I was insecure about and still to this day, but, Really, it's in knowing that this is who God created me to be. And this is my purpose. That is their gift. And this is what God gave me. And they can do that. And that's not my strength. But because we're in the same, if we talk about leadership, we're in the same leadership. Because we're in the same group, maybe the reason why they have those strengths, and I have these strengths, they have those weaknesses and I have these weaknesses, then we can truly work together um, for God's greater glory. And those are some of the things that has really helped me overcome insecurities and definitely openness to other people. Um, Being able to share it with your parents or with your trusted friend, with your church leader, like they are there for a reason. And they, if they are the right people that God placed in your life, then they are meant to shine light on all your insecurities and show them that, hello, that's not who God created you to be. But if they're not doing that and they're doing the opposite, like no matter how good of a company they are, how many laughs or jokes you have, then maybe it's time for you to pray. (laughs) Pray. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Yeah. I think like you
0: said, and of course you learn this through education that you're heavily influenced by the things surrounding you, especially growing up the way you act, the way you think, um, and everything has a lot to do with your environment and how you were raised. And you are privileged enough and and blessed to have these, you know, your family to be understanding and being supportive um, throughout your insecurities. And for those who may not have that support system right now, Know that there will always be a trusty adult, a trusty person that will always be there to hear you out, and that's why I create this podcast um, and not just making this episode just for Christians or, you know, I firmly believe in um, using believer, just a lover of Jesus, and just someone who just has a great passion for for the Lord. Um, know that you're not alone, especially when it comes to insecurities, because for me, although I grew up in the church, um, I always felt like I was not enough. I wasn't happy with my body or not meeting certain expectations. You know, in Asian households, you know, grades are like number one sometimes. Education, always trying to keep up with that. Actually, one of them was my height. Oh my god. (laughs) Yes,
1: I agree with you. My height. Like, I think there's one time I was teaching dance and... (laughs) <laughs> like is there a teacher here i'm like yep yeah. like i'm here i'm helping the students
0: yes and i was gonna actually tell you that when we took a picture together last summit and i looked back at the picture and we weren't that far in height like at all <laughs> and so that made me actually that boost my confidence because you know like you said in being a teacher or listening to someone on stage like you usually want to be taller so everyone can see you, you know. But you specifically, Ate, you showed me that despite height, you know, you can still have a strong voice that (laughs) overpowers that. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) 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 Moving forward, um, you being a youth head, Uh, going into that what was your experience taking on this responsibility as a youth leader Um, did you ever see yourself become one Uh, for me personally when I was appointed legacy bearer or um, a youth leader for my for my youth group I always envisioned myself to be like a leader of some sort ever since I was young like I went through a lot of Um, leadership essential like organizations and stuff and always try to use my voice however I can in leading people especially towards like positivity and self-development but when it's in the church specifically it was it's a whole different vibe you know a whole different environment um, and experience Uh, but I want to learn from you like what was your experience stepping into it
1: oh man (laughs) Um, before Actually, like, you know, that like, um, before me, actually, we had Ada Terry, she was, so I think Terry Agbon, she is my, um, still to this day, she is like one of the leaders that I look up to, and I was in her life group, and she really mentored us. Um, And when she was leaving, uh, I was already a leader at that time, um, holding life group uh, at the church. Um, but every single time like I would get asked in I'm like wow like I don't really I'm not sure like whether or not um, long story short I just never saw myself leading um, the CYN (laughs) like I prayed for everyone else but myself (laughs) and then there was this one time um this is before Atta Terry had left. Like she was still there, but she was already preparing, preparing us. Like, you know, this is what's going to happen, guys. Like I'm planning to go back home. And I'm just like, okay, Ata, like I'll, 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 I'll pray. I'll pray. Like God will provide. <laughs> and then I did my devos that one day. And like I just heard the Holy Spirit say that um, I'm appointing you. And I remember I was so scared, like my my hands were so cold. I never told anyone. And, but before that moment, it was the approved Camp. Do you remember that? Mm. Yeah, the Approve Camp. We yes. were in Toronto and I just finished my internship in New, in New York at that time. And I was thinking of possibly moving to New York to actually pursue that. But I just didn't have any peace in my heart. So I decided to pray for it. But at the same time, I had already applied for the Faculty of Education. So everything Mm -hmm. was in the process. I was into a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But after New York, like I really wanted to pursue it. But I had also had so many other family problems that kind of made me want to escape and go to New York. Because when I was in New York, I did me. Mm, I did all the things I wanted to do. Um, I was far away from my responsibilities, but during the approved camp, I remember like Pastor Bong called us and I, he was ministering to all of us. And it was, I think he talked about being an approved servant. And then the Lord, just like the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. And he says, I have called you to serve the young people of this generation. And then after that, he just said, but it would require for you to die to yourself. I just, I I had never heard the Lord speak to me so clearly, even to this day, like, that was one of the clearest. And I remember like everyone's like doing victory and, you know, just like jumping and bopping and like worshiping Jesus. And I'm just in the corner crying because I couldn't believe it. But I also knew in my heart that that was the whole, like Jesus Christ speaking into me. Like, I can't, I I remember running to like to like Jesus spoke to me and I heard that so clearly. But Yeah, I never really knew what it meant. And then the year after that, we didn't know Terry was planning to leave. And so I kind of like put that under the rug. Like Mm -hmm. I knew that that was what God has called me to do. But that same time I received my confirmation with the Faculty of Education. And so Mm -hmm. at the time I'm like, okay, I decided to put my application for New York away. And then 2017, um, Ati Terry left, And I was just like, man, God, like, please raise, raise up someone like, yeah, yeah, nah, mm-hmm. like this, like that. Up until like the pastor, our pastor, Pastor George came to me and he had asked me, uh, the Lord put you in my heart for this am. I remember just crying. I was actually shaking <laughs> in mm-hmm. fear. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> because... I honestly, I I knew how big of a responsibility it was, but I just remember the Lord giving me Joshua 1 verses 9 to 8. Hmm. And there's one thing that I really held on to taking in the CYN as to be the CYN head. It was God's word when he said, be strong and be courageous. Hmm. And he says, um, be strong and be courageous multiple times.
0: Yeah, that's, that's actually crazy because Joshua is my devotion right now. I'm currently studying Joshua, like right now. I started two days ago. So I know exactly what verse you're talking about.
1: Right? So Joshua 1, I remember just like the Lord led me to that when I was praying for the CYN. And it's still highlighted here. It's, it's everything in it. But the very end specifically, it says here, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So, with this, with God's promise, that was when I was able to confidently say, Yes. Um, okay, okay, pass. <laughs> um, but it wasn't easy. I was attacked. Um, the moment that I was appointed, um, there were so many internal battles. battles in the mind like I don't understand why it's me like I don't think they'll respect me like how like Atateri was such a great leader um I don't know how like what am I gonna do after that like there was such a huge revival in CY in Winnipeg when Atateri took on and then but I would always remember the last conversation I had with Atateri before she left for Ottawa She's like, Hannah, how do you think Siwa en will be when I leave? I'm like, honestly, Ate, I'm not sure, but it will be different. She, and then she just reminded me, she's like, once I leave, don't look back to how it was when I was here. Mm. And I would always hold on to that. And wow. I just remember, like, holding my tears back. Because, <laughs> you know, Ate Terry was like, she was our leader. Like Even to this day, she, she, we hold her dear to our heart. She mentored so many of the CYN leaders right now in Winnipeg. But when she left, God really taught us to not depend on her anymore, but to truly depend on God. And so when I took on the leadership, were there insecurities? Yes. <laughs> were there doubts? Yes. Was there discouragement? Yes. But I realized that these things fade away when we stop looking at ourselves, when I stopped looking at my weaknesses, when I stopped looking at how it was before. That was when I started seeing the Lord move in a different way. God moved in a great way before, but God is moving in a whole nother different way now and it took me a while to see that for almost six months like the meeting I would be afraid to call meetings because in my head I'm like they're not going to listen to me (laughs) I was I would meet with the YMT and I would just cry out to them like I don't think it's me And there were multiple people that really came up to me and just said, you know, Atta, the Lord spoke to me and he just wants me to remind you that you're exactly where he wants you to be. And what gives me the confidence and the inspiration to keep on going with this task that the Lord has for me right now, it's not forever, I know that for sure, is that God is with me. And yeah. Um, it's just crazy how everything aligned when God said I have called you to serve the young people of this generation even my career even the ministry and I just remember this interview that I had with a radio station when I was competing still in singing they asked me if there's one thing you want to share with the young people what what would it be and for me it's always that you know There is more to life than chasing down every temporary high. Uh There is this man named Jesus that can give your life purpose. And yeah.
0: I love that. Praise God. Um, I think it was such great timing that you bring Joshua, uh, the book of Joshua, because um, in Joshua, you know, Joshua is appointed to take on basically Moses you know, his position after he passed. And Joshua's like, me, like, I don't think I can do any of the things that he did. And, you know, after God said, you know, what are you doing? Get up, you know, I'm gonna be there for you every step of the way. And there goes Joshua conquering so many cities, so many blessed cities. I remember reading, Uh, the verses saying that he did it just like Moses, just like Moses. And I was really curious about that, because um, yes, he did it like Moses did. But I think, you know, God elevated him in his own unique way. Uh, You know, we're not all the same. We all um, have these gifts, have all these capabilities that are all unique in our own way. And I think that's what makes us so special. One, we serve such a perfect God. And going back to insecurities that comes from comparing ourselves, Um, comparing ourselves and deciding to agree to these uh, assumptions and these expectations that we think we need to have. But when we know that our God, you know, nitpicked and, and molded us and created us and knew every single part about us, even our insecurities and our flaws... Knowing that and knowing that you are in a safe place with him only, there's no need to compare yourself anymore because you know that you have that confidence and that confidence is coming from God and that uniqueness and that beauty. So uh, fast forward and you took on this responsibility. It's been months, it's been months. Over the time, um, or I guess you've felt this before too, but even during the process, were you afraid of Um, failing god or failing to use because you have all these people that look up to you and um you know our leaders our cmt say that all the time and you know that is pressuring but also it can be a blessing as well but for you um were you ever afraid of you know letting people down
1: yes (laughs) Honestly, like, I'm just going to be real. Yeah. Uh, One of the things that God has been dealing with me even to this day, and I praise God because he's so patient with us. Mm -hmm. Um, I think even before being appointed as a CYN head, there was always this innate thing with me where um, I want to please people. I don't want to disappoint them. And even with my family, like, that's I'm. That's the same way with me. Like in high school, I was the same way. Like yeah. I did what others expected of me to do, even if it wasn't right, because that made me feel like I was I belonged. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would always look back at a time where Pastora Jovi paid, prayed for me and during the Fearless Camp, and she said never gonna forget it she said god starting from today she will no longer live to please others but to please one and that fear the thing is like fear doesn't come from god so whenever i find myself in a situation where of course there's this responsibility that you have and uh, I think that as leaders, or for those whom God are, is speaking to and calling to be a leader, not just in the church, but whether it be in your homes, whether it be at school or in your career, um, in the different sectors of society, and God calls you to be not just a great leader, but to be a godly leader, um, we have to know that there is a weight, that there is a weight to that calling, kind of just like mm-hmm. that mantle right, um, that Elisha received from Elijah. Um, but it's. I remember quite Josh, like I think it was during the Western USA camp where we were just having a conversation. And he said, if you don't know the weight of your calling, then you cannot truly fulfill your calling because mm-hmm. that weight of your calling, it's not um, just a burden, but it's, it's knowing that, what you are doing sort of like when David told Solomon as they were building the, the temple that, you know, it's not an easy task um, Mm. because it's not just for anybody. It's for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And that's the same way with God's calling for us. It's not an easy task. It will require sacrifice. In fact, it requires full surrender. Um, But in embracing that, you really truly see God's grace. Yes. Honestly, like the for me, what keeps me going and what whenever I'm in that situation where I'm just afraid to to fail, um, it's God's grace that carries me through. Um, one of my favorite verses is in Second Corinthians 12, where.
0: <gasps> really? Wait, twelve what? <laughs> everything i have a i have a note
1: really yes
0: (laughs) go ahead go ahead yeah
1: like paul is like we all know the story of paul like he's this amazing apostle that um wrote so many books in the new testament and a complete 180 from a murderer to an evangelist right and he embodies this grace of the Lord that God can use you yes. um, and the fear of failing other people and the fear of failing God. Um, I believe that comes when we look at other people and we, we look at ourselves. Yeah. And the reality is if God has called you to do something, it's never something where you can say, Oh yeah, God, I got this. It's always something that would bring you down to your knees and say, Lord, You've called me to do this, but God, I really can't. Right. Like I can't do this if you're not with me. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the position, like what most of our pastors say. Like once you say that, you're exactly where you need to be for God to fulfill his calling in your life. And you know, this Matt, like Paul, he says, there's so many things, great things that God has shown me, but I want. To boast about my weaknesses yes I want to boast about the things that I can't do because then and only then where it says here so now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me yeah so every single time I'm in that position and I'm not saying that it doesn't come sometimes it does come Sometimes in my head, I'm like, God, like, are we really going to be able to pull this off? Like, is this really going to work out? Um, But God always reminds me that it's not you. Yeah. God always reminds me that your job is to plant the seed. And when it prospers and how it grows, it's all up to the Lord. So God's grace is an essential part for every person to um, fulfill God's calling in their life and to really, uh, for those who do not know who God is yet, it truly is God's grace and God's love that brings people to their knees and say, oh man, like it's nothing anyone or anything in this world could offer. Yes.
0: Hey guys, before we move on into the episode, I got something to share. As you know, I've always been open about myself and my life on social media, especially with my podcast Pause, Sip, and Ponder. One story I have opened up about is when I went through a season of depression and suicidal thoughts, and although I am here today stronger, alive, and have shared my personal stories of triumph with you guys, I really wish I took advantage of the resources that were around me at the time. Recently, I've partnered with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online counseling service that will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. There's a broad range of expertise available and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available betterhelp wants you to start living a happier life today and so do i if you want to make use of this opportunity visit betterhelp that's h-e-l-p dot com slash ponder for 10 percent off your first month join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health and let's get through this together i love that and that was just perfect 2nd Corinthians 12 9 which I was just gonna say you know my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me and I love how you say that you know once we are uh, agree to to set you know get this position that God has appointed us to always expect some weight you know what Other way would we depend on God? You know, if everything was easy for us, if we were perfect in some perfect world, you know, what's the point of even, you know, calling out to Jesus or calling out his name or crying to him? You know, there would not be a relationship established because of that, because we would already be perfect and um, not dependent on him. So yeah, there's major purpose in having some weight in our life. And also God says that he will not give you too much to handle. He'll give you something, but not too much for us to handle. And Another thing um, I wanted to point out was Jesus dying for us. So, And this is a, something I realize, like it's something that we're taught all the time. But when you internalize it, the thought of Jesus carrying even your imperfections and your weaknesses and your insecurities, like all of that, anything that's not of him and that weighs down this world, that weighs down um, humanity, he carried that. You know, we would assume it's just like sin, like, you know, sexual immorality or stealing or killing. No, it's like so much more than that to know that he carried that for us. So we don't have to experience that. It's us ourselves who are allowing us to. The great thing about God is that he is a God of second chances. He's a God of a million chances. You know, some people would say, oh, then, you know, you would. That's like taking advantage of God at that point. But it depends on perspective, I believe, that. Because you know you have a God that forgives um, and forgives and forgives and forgives, that's all the more of a reason to, you know, take on this role and say, okay, God, you know, I'm going to follow you, you know, I'm going to be selfless, like you said, it's no longer about us anymore. And some people are scared of that, you know, some scared, some people are scared of like, letting go of these possessions in their lives, or, you know, these things they hold tightly to themselves, but it's not until you let go and let God, you know, do the things that he does to experience him fully and to see his grace, you know. So praise God. Oh, I wanted to also point out, you know, God uses flawed people. He used so many flawed people throughout the Bible, you know, and one thing I'm really blessed to know is that Jesus wasn't this, you know profound king or like mystical person or you know someone who was rich like he was you know he was born into a manger he was a normal person you know he was a carpenter he did the things that we did and you know he used abraham who was old he used um moses who had a speech problem he used uh you know, Paul, you know, who was Saul and who was a a prosecutor, um, you know, Joseph was abused by his brothers. And there's so many characters in the Bible and where a lot of people can relate to, you know, although it's a old book, people would say like, it's the most popular book, because it's so relatable as well. For anyone who feels inadequate, or uh, doesn't feel like they're enough, you know, God doesn't call for you to have like this checklist of you know, holiness, like he wants you to come, you know, as you are, right?
1: It's one of my favorite stories, like, um, in the Bible is the woman at the well, Mm. where she was despised by many. And I remember just reading that. And I just related to her so much, like, I was never married, nor was I living with a partner at the time. But it's just that the unconditional love it's she, she experienced this unconditional love with the Lord where, and the thing is like, Jesus was so intentional. Like he w- sat at that oil waiting for her to come, knowing everything she needed. And I remember like God just speaking to me. He's, he's never too late nor too early. He always meets us. Um, at a point in our life where you need him most. And um, that's the thing about Jesus Christ. He doesn't look at status or kind of clothes you wear, kind of phone you have. He looks at the heart and he, he sees you for more than just your mistake or your past, what you have. He sees you. Um, as someone with so much potential, as someone that he can use, he sees you as his child. And yeah,
0: that kind of reminds me um, of how important your personal testimony is. And for those who don't really know what that is, basically your life story. Um, And some of you may be wondering, like, okay, you know, I believe that God has a plan for me. But You know, I don't really see him or know what he will do in my life. How will he use me? And um, the great thing about God is that, you know, he gave you life for a purpose and he gave you those certain circumstances for a purpose. Um, And for me, with my personal testimony, you know, I went through bullying as a kid and, um, I mentioned this in one summit like for for the very first time but now I'm like very open about it on my social media platforms but I went through suicidal thoughts and self-harm you know Um, I went through you know moments where I felt inadequate or not enough and and um, there was a point where things were just very overwhelming with like so many different things in life and before you know committing you know self-harm uh this certain day like i felt just god's light shine on me you know i just like there was a light in the bathroom but this light was like so different and it gave me like a feeling and this was right before i started becoming serious about my faith and just from that you know he spoke to me in that moment saying you know i have so much plans for you you know years forward you know I would never have thought that I would use that personal testimony to inspire, um, encourage other people. Like what we saw at um, the summit, I had um, a whole group of, of kids, of girls who were 13 and who were all suicidal. They were all going through something and what was going through depression. And my first immediate response was like, oh my gosh, this is scary, like, you guys are so young, like, what? Like, and they were so casual, so easy to talk about it. They were like, yeah, I'm just, I'm so depressed. I had to think for a minute, and then it finally hit me that, like, I went through the same exact thing. And so that's when I talked to you, Gwia Josh, all the leaders about what should happen, like, what should I do in this situation? And then, of course, you know, when you rely everything on God to do, what he does best, he eventually led the whole congregation, you know, to their knees crying and sharing their personal story. That is what brought people together. That is what brought a revival. So, you know, for those who are not, you know, active in church or active in, in anything that um, has you showing any talent or gifts or whatever, um, don't feel like that's your end you know your personal story itself is can change you know people's lives and so i think that jesus was like the ultimate example you know his life changed a lot of people
1: mm-hmm. yeah i agree the thing about like testimonies i remember i'm sure you've heard like pastors say this that you know a testimony is worth a thousand preachings like whenever people share their testimony like these are miracles like these are stories of people who have been healed and changed and redeemed and restored and transformed by Jesus I love hearing testimonies of people and I, and you know Mind you, it takes courage to share testimonies. It takes a lot of dying to yourself, <laughs> thinking about, oh my gosh, what are other people going to say to me? But as you were sharing and you were talking about those things, um, even your testimony, um, God just reminded me of this. I had the chance to join CYN France for the gathering um, because Kriya Josh was the speaker and he was talking about this and he shared this quote that really captured my heart and why there is so much beauty and power when we acknowledge our weaknesses. And it says here, we are only as influential as our willingness to be transparent. Like, why is it that sometimes people aren't able to connect with the church? Well, maybe because they're not seeing, um, they're not seeing people they can connect with. Like, yes. right. And that's why it's so important to uh, always know where God met you. Like when Jesus met at at the fearless camp, I was broken, like fresh out of a relationship. Um, my relationship with my parents was not good I struggled with suicidal thoughts just because I didn't know what life was all about like I tried everything I partied I drank like I started drinking when I was 13 I went out with people and had relations with people but what bothered me so much was the emptiness that I felt and that's what just it drove me crazy and I remember that one night like I was just sitting by my like it was our old house and we had it was so dramatic (laughs) like I had a reading bench it's like every girl's dream but I never read there (laughs) and I came from a party and I had fun and of course like my parents know where I came from Uh, that's a whole different story (laughs) (laughs) I remember, like, coming home, and it was dark in my room. It was just quiet, and I just felt this palpable, like, sense of sadness and loneliness, and I said, God, if you're real, like, if you're really real, then just please take me, because if this is all life has to offer, I don't want it. And I remember I was like 18 and I was just so tired. I actually made a decision to move out, not move out, move out. But along those lines, like I told myself that when I turn 18, I'm going to tell my parents I'm not going to go to church anymore. I don't believe in it. I just like I, I, I just didn't want anything to do with it. Because in my head, I'm like, I'm doing all these things behind everyone's back. Like, like, I go to church and like sing on stage. But like the night before that, I'm like turning up with my friends. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like this, it's like, I, it doesn't make sense. Like for me, I'm just like, I'm just fooling myself. So I decided, um, I think I'm like, I, I don't think I fit church. Like, I don't think I fit in church because I was just looking at the do's and don'ts don't do this, do that, don't do this, do that. Yeah. And like afterwards, I just, I, I remember that moment so clearly because I was just crying because I didn't know what to do. There's this longing in my heart and I'm just like, I can't understand. And it wasn't until really fearless camp, um, I really felt the Lord speak into my heart. Like, welcome home. And after hearing those words, I just felt life come into me. Mm. You know, like, I felt like my life had a sense of direction. There, That I'm not in control, but God is. I remember coming out of that camp, my only prayer was, I don't know what to do with my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... You do you. Do only what you can do. And from that moment on until today, I'm still so amazed with what God has done in my life. And my encouragement for everyone who's listening to this, if you think you're too broken for the church or too broken to function, too unlovable, too worthless, um, that is not true. Jesus Christ died for you for your sins Mm -hmm. so that in him you can live life to the fullest Um, this world will always keep you wanting but Jesus Christ will keep you satisfied Mm -hmm. more of this or more of that but the more you know Jesus the more you experience the love of Jesus The more satisfied you are, regardless of what you have or what you don't have. And that's why it's like, that's why we can say there's so much beauty in brokenness because we know that God can use your brokenness to help someone else in their time of brokenness and need. Um, Being vulnerable doesn't mean. Like what K. Josh says, we tell the whole wide world all your problems. But being vulnerable means allowing people to see your weaknesses and allowing them not just to see you, but to see the God who has brought you through it. Mm. That despite and in spite of our shortcomings, God's grace is so abundant. Um, god's grace is more than enough and it is sufficient enough for you to keep living and that's why i don't know god is so good and this topic of grace is just so it's so important not just for people who don't know who jesus but for those who are uh walking with the lord
0: praise god Thank you Arthur for sharing that um, and that's a great way and I think before we end this um, this episode I think just giving a prayer is that okay for anyone for anyone who was touched by this episode um, you felt like God was speaking to you or you feel just something from this episode um, we encourage you to, pray with us and we'll be happy to pray for you at Hannah. Um, if you can pray for these individuals who are listening right now,
1: my goodness. Um, honestly, Pauline, I'm so happy that you had me here today. Um, before we end, I just want to share one of my favorite verses. Sure. Um, in second Corinthians five verses 17. And for those of us, for those people who are, uh listening to this podcast, I just want to share this word of the Lord to you. In 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17, it says here, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And that's so refreshing. I could just feel the Holy Spirit um, just really breathing and speaking life to everyone who is hearing this podcast. So, oh, yeah, let's pray. Yes. pray. Hallelujah, Lord. God, Um, I just lift up to you this whole podcast. And for those who are hearing this, for those who are listening, I pray that you tend to their needs. Holy Spirit, it is not us nor by human efforts that we achieve life, but it is only through Jesus Christ. And Lord, right now, for those who are praying for a second chance, for those who are praying for healing, for those who are praying, um, for those who have lost their hope, oh God, battling with insecurities, battling with anxiety, fear, depression, oh Lord, oh Holy Spirit, as it says in your word that those who belong to you is a new creation, let your life, O oh God, let your spirit just breathe life upon them in the name of Jesus. And Lord, right now, for those who are listening and are wanting to receive Jesus Christ, just follow after me in this prayer. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I know that apart from you, I am nothing. I know that I have fallen short and have sinned. But today, God, I embrace you as my Lord, my King, my Savior, and my Redeemer, in Jesus' name. Allow me to just continue to pray for you. Lord, we thank you, O God, for this moment that you have given us, for this moment, Lord Jesus, of speaking into us. Lord, may you continue to seal this prayer to seal your promises over the lives of your people who are hearing this podcast. We are so thankful and blessed for your grace, oh God, is sufficient enough for us to live, for us to get back up again. And we know, Lord, that though we don't see it, though we don't feel it, Maybe we don't have family that we can count on, Oh God. Your love is unconditional. You are the father to the fatherless. You are close to the brokenhearted. And Lord, we believe, oh God, that this generation will see and will experience this great revival. Only you can do. Only you can show. Only you can provide. Lord, I also pray for the life of Pauline. Continue to anoint her. Use her and bless her, oh God, for the furtherance of your kingdom. As we close this podcast, oh God, remind us every single day that your grace is more than enough and that your love is new every morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you all the glory, honor, and praises. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen.
0: God hopefully you were touched by that prayer and hopefully you were able to bring something with you uh, today and with your life for the rest of your life today is a new day a new opportunity a new chance something I always say and again thank you Atihana, Hannah for doing this this is so great and I'm super blessed by your life um so if you like this episode don't forget to like share comment we'd love to hear your feedback and what you thought about it your personal testimonies um I read every single comment, so I really appreciate it if you do. And also um, know that you're not alone and that we're all here together, especially during this quarantine. So, um, you know, hopefully this lifted your spirit today. But yep, that's it. And I'll talk to you guys later. Don't forget to always love, to always be curious, and to always ponder.